Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to another episode of The View from the Gladys Street podcast with me, Ian Kroll. Everton might let you down, but we certainly don't, as we've got a stellar lineup for you on this week's fan show. Let me introduce our first guest. He's back on the show after gallivanting around Barbados for a couple of weeks. It is the long awaited return of Mark Crotty. You alright, Mark? Hello, guys. Um, very good. My second guest, I'm ready to tear Everton a new asshole. It's Graham Callahan. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing? Sound, thanks. I'm making up the lineup. It's the voice of reason, Connor O'Neill. How you doing, Connor? Is you bad in yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, lads, um, it's 10 defeats in 16 games now in all competitions for Everton dating back to the Merseyside derby in December that also includes two draws and four wins um, open question whoever goes first don't mind are we concerned with this run of form who's going first <laughs> in a word yes I am concerned how, when you say concerned Graham do you mean you know relegation do you think we're going to get dragged into a dogfight are you, are you concerned that Everton aren't going to reach what you believe to be this season's full potential I think looking at the results that have just come and, and some of the games that we've got coming up I'm concerned that I mean I've mentioned it to you previously uh, how many how many more points are we going to pick up from now till the end of the season I think you know I've had a look at the fixtures and, and I'm looking at between 9 and 12 that's how pessimistic I am and that that's 42 to 45 points that's that, that's that's terrible for me um, and and it does leave the, the chance that possibly we could get pulled into a, a, a bit of a scrap at the end of the season. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully results will pick up, but I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm probably more concerned than anybody here um, because I just, it's not good for me. It's not good. Mark, welcome back to the show. Um, are you concerned, similar to what Graham's thinking? Yeah, you you can't, can't be happy with the results like that, can you? Um, I am concerned because you don't like watching your team getting beat week in, week out. Um I just think there's lots of sort of mitigating circumstances at the moment and um, there's so many points that we can touch on, isn't there? Um, but if you're, ask, if you're asking me to answer your question, yeah, you'd be concerned about the run results. It does make the Cardiff game a bit more um, important now. I think we, we can't afford to lose there, certainly. Um, so is that a must win, do you think, or can, can you I get away with a, the draw? It's a must not lose, I think, at Cardiff. And I think what you've got to look at unfortunately at the weekend when I seen Cardiff when I was thinking right doesn't it made me look at the bottom three and what they're on and what their fixtures are on and I seen Southampton with third bottom and I actually looked at their own fixtures to see what they've got which eased me mind a little bit because they've got Arsenal away and Spurs and United next three games you think okay so we, we shouldn't get dragged into it but the fact we're talking about it has to sort of concern you doesn't it yeah. okay Connor so to, uh, to um, Mark and Graham, you know, concern that we're going to get dragged into a relegation dogfight. Obviously, it is a concern, but you know, despite this terrible run, we are we are ninth now. Southampton, uh, we're nine points ahead of Southampton, who are eighteenth, but we're only is it five points behind Wolves, who are in seventh. So, you know, what 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 is it for you? Are we should we be concerned about looking behind, or should we? Obviously, <laughs> the results don't don't suggest it, but should we obviously be? thinking well, we can catch Wolves I think we're stuck aren't we at the minute between you know kind of being realistic and being optimistic because I think if you're being realistic you're looking over your shoulder nervously because the run of form is that bad there's so many sorts of factors that are going wrong with the team in terms of defensively we, ca- we can't defend we look like we're going to concede a goal a game we don't look like we're going to score a goal a game it's all very much a little bit you know Chaotic at the minute when you watch us play. There's, there's not really, there's not to really hang your hat on as, as a way of like, oh, well, that's a pattern of play, or you can see what we're trying to do there. You know, we, even against City last week, yeah, we battled hard, yeah, we fought hard, but our only outlet going forward was to pump along hopeless balls forward to Calvert Loon and hope that he could flick the ball on. The problem was was that if he did flick the ball on, 
there was no one to run off his flick ons or get behind him or get in behind. So mm. it was all very like panicky and you know not good to watch it for being honest. And I think that that's the the issue that we've got at the minute is optimistically you'd be looking up above the table and thinking to yourself, well, you know we can get get back to a little bit of form and, and put a couple of wins on the bounce together. You know we could be we could be back up there towards sixth seventh. But I think realistically, you, you've got you kind of put the over your shoulder nervously because, you know, there's always one team who gets sort of dragged into it, who no one predicts getting gets gets dragged into it after a bit of a and suffers a slump in form. And right now, this minute, all Evertonians, there's probably a lot of other football fans across the country, are looking thinking, oh, Everton could be the team who get who get dragged in, and especially if you look at. But then other teams below us, Bournemouth, Leicester, West Ham, also thinking that as well, though. Yeah, possibly, but I think when you, I think when you consider Everton where they were before the derby, you would never have envisaged, envisaged us being in this position where you even contemplated looking nervous. I mean, I remember being on this show, I think it was after the Brighton game or it might be in the Cardiff, and basically saying, oh, well, if we carry on like this, we're just gonna, it's going to be a procession for us into seventh. We'll be the best, the seventh best team mm-hmm. in the country and we might get your open league football if we're lucky. Now, you, do, you are looking a little bit over your shoulder nervously and I think the big thing for a lot of them teams is a, they've either they can pull something out the bag like we saw Bournemouth when they beat Chelsea 4 0, they can put, pull results out the bag. And B, Leicester have got a goal scorer in Jamie Vardy. At the minute, we don't look like we can pull the results out the bag and we haven't got a goal scorer. So you, you look at them factors as well. And I think as well, what, what doesn't help is there's a lot of teams down there who've sort of pulled themselves together. You know, you look at Burnley, have, have put wins on the board since Christmas, Cardiff have, have got a bit of a togetherness. We at the minute look everything from that, and that's what I think is the, the worrying, concerning, sort of lingering thought in the back of Evertonian's minds. Graham, is the biggest concern, like we've got so many concerns here, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But, you know, the biggest concern that we've got a manager in Marco Silva who, you know, has been relegated with Hull and kind of when they got, the tough got going with, with Watford, you know, we know what, we know what happened mm-hmm. with, with that. So, if we do get dragged into this dog fight, relegation dog fight with defeat, maybe a Cardiff, and then obviously we've got the the derby. Are we getting out of that at all? Have we got the players? Have we got the got the manager? Do you think he's got something in him to, to pull us out of it? I think we've got enough quality in the squad and and the team to to not get relegated. Do you know what I mean? That's not something that I expected or I expect to happen. Um, but it is worrying because I think certainly if you look at the home games we've got left. You'd look and think, have we got winnable home games? Our home games are really, really tough. Mm. And so you're looking to maybe pick up draws at home if we're lucky the way we're playing. And then, you know, anything away from home is a bonus. Um, have we not struggled it, at home against the, the, the lower teams, though? We've struggled at home against a lot of teams. Come in and sit yeah. in. Um, like I don't know. I mean, Marcos, he, he, he took over a hold, didn't he, for the last few games of the season? And the. Hull were expected to go down and there wasn't a lot of pressure on him um, and you'll all know from previous podcasts that you know I'm quite critical of him and the Geordie's still out for me with regards to Silver so it remains to be seen whether you know we get entailed in it in a, in a, a bit of a scrap whether he, he's capable of getting us out of it I'd like to think he is but I, I don't think I can answer the question because he's got no track record you know what I mean the, the worrying thing is like you said when the going gets tough he, he tends to get off um, I'm not saying he's going to do that but it's a difficult question to answer. I just hope we don't. It doesn't happen. To be honest, Mark. The um, last four seasons we finished eleventh, eleventh, seventh, and eighth. We're currently ninth. So we mentioned on this podcast last week that you know it was it was quite negative, and you know it's going that way again in terms of obviously the defeats that we've had. But we are ninth. Okay, albeit on a bit of a bit of a ninth edge. But are we just not where we're meant to be at the at the minute with the current crop of players that we've got? Is Silver getting you could the best out of them? Meant to be seventh, but you know, uh, seventh, ninth, you know, it's all mid-table, much of a muchness, isn't it? Mm. You want to be able to sit here in future podcasts and say we want a challenge for the top four and, and for trophies. So whether we can finish seventh or ninth, I'm not. I'm not too fussed to be honest with you because it's just mid-table for me. Um, Silver's getting a lot of flack now, and, and fair enough, people have got their own points of views. But I'm not watching much different from what I've seen for the last three or four years 
We were conceding three, four, and five under Martinez. We were conceding four or five under Cumin. Even Allardyce, who's meant to be a great defensive coach, we were conceding four and five under him. There's there's an undercurrent at Everton, and I don't know if it's part of the squad, if it's part of the backroom staff or the or, or the board or whatever. There's just something in the club that's not right at the moment. And I've said it at the start of this season. So it still needs ripping to shreds, and I still stand by that view. All we do is change the manager and then a new manager comes in, doesn't work, and we get to get rid of him again. No, something needs to happen. Now, they've made the first steps. I think what they've done with Brands and the, the jury's still out on Brands. I'm not saying he's, the, he's, he's the, the God's gift and whatever, but we have to give him a chance now he's there. The, the structure's in place now from the AGM where he was linked to the board, so he's got a place on the board now. So we've now got a direct link between football and matters on the pitch and what goes on in the boardroom. So everyone knows what everyone's doing. Um, we have to give that a chance now. I think changing the manager now, despite this concern and other form, would just set us back again. Uh, we'd have to go, let's go through to the end of the season. Someone else comes in, wants to coach this way, coach that way, get there. I'd, I'd like to think that we can get the few results to keep us mid-table mediocrity this season and in the summer rip it to shreds. Now, it's easier again sitting here saying that we, we just discussed that outside selling 15, 20 players in the summer. If we could just do that, we would. But asking other clubs and agents and everything to take on 100 grand a week contracts of players that we don't want is going to be hard. So it's an absolutely massive summer ahead for Everton Football Club. Um, I understand the flax silver's getting. It's not great, the set-piece routines and stuff like that. I genuinely think that zonal marking's the excuse. I just don't think we've got good centre-halves who want to attack and head the ball. They just stand there and watch it. Um, any good centre halfway at the salt will be attacking these balls but then we haven't got one and like Connor says up front you haven't got a centre forward with a carrot and, and it's just the, the two big positions in your team sort of aren't they stopping goals and scoring goals and at the moment we've got a terrible combination of of doing the both Um in terms of sorry like, sorry I'm rambling no no it's fine yeah, no, it's, like the hysteria of you know the silver out shouts and I'm not saying anyone around the table said yeah, yeah. that whatsoever but obviously you can be critical and, and that's fine but we're, we're ninth aren't we mm-hmm. we're not 19th no we're not uh, you know we, you look at Pellegrini won the league at City come in spends 100 million at West Ham they're below us less that you know you look at it and you're like how are they below us with the run that we've been on I expect us but like, by Cardiff we could be 13th 14th and that's what we've got to be wary of and that's why that could become a really really big game um, I'd, I'm one of the few and I know I am the few now who would like to see us get through to the summer and give Silver a chance to get more of his own players in and blend them in with the players he got last summer rather than them blending in with players that either don't want to be there or aren't good enough and so I'd, I'd, I'd like to see us have that little bit of stability and give him a chance Um whether he gets that or not, I, I don't know. I think fan power will talk. It did with Cumin, and it did with Allardyce. And if the if the majority of the fan base starts turning on Silver, he's, he's the writing's on the wall for him. Um, but I don't think that's good for us. Who comes in next? Who's gonna Who's gonna get more out of this current crop of rubbish? Because there's there's some there's genuinely a handful of good players at at the club who I think are not confident at the moment. Um, but honestly, I just think there's so much rubbish there that has to go, and um, that's going to be a massive job, not just this summer, but the the, the transfer windows moving forward as well. Graham, you wanted to jump in there when I said about. No, it's just um, like you saying that we're ninth in the table, which yeah, you know, looking at it, that it looks like things aren't so bad, but we're out of both competitions, and we've got we've got a difficult running yeah. for for me. We've got tough home games, and and we don't historically or this season do very well on the road so saying that we're ninth at the moment is 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 fine but you know like like Mark just said in it in a couple of weeks time we could be you know in, in a relegation scrap it's worth remember as well we're one game ahead of everyone else yeah yeah and I think as well like we're saying you know some of the players aren't good enough and stuff and and you know our centre half don't attack it. he's signed two of them silver I know one of them's injured at the moment what, what, but what I meant by um, the, the position that we're in and ninth I just meant and I'm not I know that. I know you're saying we're not we're not we're not 19th. We're not looking at the championship the, next the, season. The players that we've got in the team, and I know that the, the team's changed we from are when where we are. So yeah, the, no, the or the players are where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because we've spent 45 million on Gilfie Sigurdsson, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a 
a top six player. It just meant we spent 45 well, I don't million want us on that. Well, obviously, I do want us to be in the top six, but I didn't expect yeah. us to break into the top six. I just I didn't expect us to be talking about a possible relegation battle mm. come February. Mm. I think it's obviously because of the run that we're on as well. It's, yeah. it's not helping, is it? I just think that a lot of the players that we've got, they're just mid-table mediocrity yeah, yeah and I, I think as well what what Mark's up there is, is valid about silver and stuff but the issue silver's got at the minute is as a manager you've got to show signs that things are changing and things are improving and at the minute you, you don't see that you know against Man City for instance we can see stuff a set piece everyone in the ground knew when that free kick got given that there was a chance they were going to score and as soon as it went in it was like oh stage I'll view this all over again because it's like we don't learn we don't learn from our mistakes I mean even the weekend it was a set piece that got half cleared and one ball back into the box took our whole defence out, out the or our whole defensive players out the out the equation and it's 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 them kinds of errors and that kind of like not being alert that you, you kind of think well you've got to see a little bit more going forward than, than just the same old same old and saying oh it's, it's not the, it's the players and well, it's this that and the other what is it then because we've all sat here and said Silver's not without criticism and if if he can see things aren't working i.e. we're not getting the results then is he being stubborn is he just is he thinking this is literally all I've got so I've got uh, to continue to play a little bit, a bit the same way I mean I always I've always felt that managers who are under pressure or feel the pressure start making strange decisions I think in the last couple of weeks we've noticed Silver starts making strange decisions like everyone in Everyone at Goodison knew when we played Wolves that Leighton Baines wasn't fit after two minutes. You, you could clearly see it. I mean, I think he took a throw in and actually held his rib after he took the throw in as if to say, oh, that hurt that. And I mean, I know a, a lad's seen him in town on the Wednesday or the Thursday and he said he was limping an all-day apprentice in the air scene and on the Friday in a Formby coffee shop and he said that he could he was hobbling. So how in the space of 24 hours he went from that to being fit to play, mm. it was a gamble and it was a, it was a strange decision to gamble on him. I think you know the, the team selection against City was was strange because it was again another gamble in that the way he mixed it up and in some respects he, he got a, a reaction because the lads who come in done well, but then on Saturday you know he puts Gilfie Sigurdsson back in the team. Does he does he really warrant a place back on the start left after City, the City side? No, Certainly not. And the fact that he put him back in on the left hand side mm. just made it even more confusing because it was a kind of like I don't want I want to get him back in the team, mm. but I don't want to drop the plays we'll put in on Wednesday night because Dex done well so I'll just whack him in on the left in hope that something will happen which is going back to what Ronald Koeman was doing over 18 months ago when he was basically putting round pegs and square holes the, just the, to get them on the pitch the, 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 the alternative argument to that Sigurdsson I totally agree with you by the way I've been a bit critical of him the, the last I, few I, months I think if you're going to put him back in the team that's fair enough yeah. put him back in the team in his natural position where he's best suited but is the number 10 working though which is what though and that's the big argument with me over Gilfie at the moment is that he thinks he's a 10 he's, he wears the number 10 everyone thinks he's number I, I just don't think he's a number 10 he's not good with his back to goal he hasn't got that sort of mobility where he's where he's got that low centre of gravity where he can twist and turn or he's really like make late runs into no, the box no, he does doesn't. he scores most of his goals so, outside so here, yeah. I was saying to a few of the lads actually um, I would leave the, that, that sort of middle three as it was against City which he did and maybe try him somewhere else where he can get in the game or where he is facing the game and me and Graham just been discussing that so maybe left or right or even further back or whatever we'd have to leave one of them out then I, I think we have a forty-five million pound problem in Gilfie Sigurdsson. Is he getting told? Listen, you've got a forty-five million pound player. You're, you're playing him. Mm. That's what and I'm saying. Off, it, it, you know what it, I mean? selection reeked a little bit off. Yeah, I've got to try and get him back in the team. But, but I think that's quite where the problem way. lies. And, and uh, Silver's not not versatile enough and not flexible enough to recognise that and say, well. I know this is what I want to do, but at the minute I can't. So let's try something else. Let's see if I can, you mm-hmm. know, put the pieces of the jigsaw in a little bit of a different way, and it might be more effective. Then do you know what I mean? I don't. It's it's this this constant possession game, and like we were talking about, what a style of players before, and and hopefully you know this high press will come in soon, and all his style of players are high press, and and you know we'll we'll be attacking, and we'll we'll try and miss a man out every now and then, and we'll try and find this killer ball every now and then. But at the moment, I don't see it, me. I don't, I don't, it's almost like passing the ball for passing sake, waiting for the opposition to maybe make a mistake or, you know, a fullback loses his position or centre-half comes out of position and then we can try and capitalise on that. But 
I don't see any. It's it's impotent. It's there's no. Yeah, it's a hard system to play when yeah. you haven't got a striker yeah. and, and a striker without mobility as well, um, because you got you're relying on someone playing on the shoulder of a centre half in that system who's going to make the run, who's going to yeah. stretch the play, and therefore people can come inside and, and pick the spaces. And we haven't got that. Tosin's got no mobility, and Lewin has the physicality in pace, but hasn't got a brain. So, Quite ready yet? You know what I mean? So it's it's one of them where it's like. That's all we've got. He tried the Charles and that didn't so he didn't like with the backs of gold, did he? So does he does he abandon his beliefs now and this is the way I play football and try and maybe set us up hard to beat, which is what Allardyce done last year and got lambasted for it. So are we in a no win situation here, you know? If he starts to maybe drop Sigurdsson back deep, plays a four five one, just makes us harder harder to beat. Um but, but, but no he's, got, he's still got work, weapons there it? to win games though hasn't he he's still got you know like I say Sigurdsson can score a goal outside the area he's got pace on, on both flanks he's got he's got strong runners I know you're saying Lewin I agree with you I don't think he's ready any, you know, he, you know he, that decision making and that football and brain's got there no, no I agree with you but Richarlison's a strong runner Lewin's a strong runner aren't he the, the, I feel like Richarlison as well he's been great don't get me wrong and he's, 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 he's kind of down to us a little bit over the past couple of games when the referee and decisions aren't going his way he's just he's just cried off a little bit and mm. that's exactly what we don't don't need is it really at the, at no, the minute I think he's got enough there to win a game now especially against some of the the, the also runs in the Premier League at the moment I just don't think they're used but, effectively like he's but, saying but I think that's where you'll you'll see how good Marco Silva is as my manager though because surely f- now he's got to be getting Richarlison you know yeah. why is he down to you've got exactly. to roll your sleeves up son and dig in deep and, and, yeah. and have a go with you you can't, 50 million quid, you, can't yeah. you can't give up you know because I, I agree you know there's been times in the last couple of weeks where it looks like Richarlison just give up after, mm. I mean against Wolves it looked like he'd give up he, he just looked like he'd he, he, he clearly didn't fancy it wasn't going his way and he just give up Wolves but, was definitely the the one where I thought just not bothered there yeah and, and, and that's that's quite alarming because mm. as as a, a manager Especially a manager of, of Silver who's, who's brought Richardson yeah. and kind of made him, you know, oh, we're going to take you to the next level and all this. If he can't get him back to his best or a little bit to roll his sleeves up and have a go mm. and keep fighting, then that that's a big worry of Silver because if he comes back to the players who he's bringing in mm. and he's mm. kind of the father figure too, yeah. what chance he got against the lads who've been there for years or some of the older pros? It's That's where I think we'll really see mm. Silver and his man management and whether he's got it or he hasn't. And it, 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 Another mad sort of situation with the regards to the training when when he came in in the summer silver and all you heard from players was how good the training, how intense it was, how much of attention he pays to detail and by all accounts, obviously, you no know, couple of people there who were saying last year Allardyce was just giving them three or four days off a week and then we get them back in and it was just a dos house for everyone. Whereas Silver's got them in hard training and stuff like that so it's complete mirror opposite to what they were used to last season but they all loved it at the start of the season ex-players like Troy Deeney remember saying the best training we've ever had he's so specific to detail and carries out a brain's attack now we've seen glimpses of that before the derby and including the derby of how we can set up and stuff so Origi's goal did knock us but we haven't recovered and so there's, there's got there's got to be numerous reasons why I don't think everyone can just go it's silver you've got to look at character of players you've got to look at the squad depth you've got to look at all sorts silver's got his hand to play but it, we just fall into a trapper's blue sometimes I think of just going oh it's, it's got to be the man I'm not saying these two have the haven't they've given good uh, reasons I, I, I think- but I've heard lots of blues go get rid of him he's rubbish get someone on like that's that can't be the answer time and time again you've got to look at everything that goes on with it and, and see where we are as a club. Sacking Silver now is just an absolute waste of space for me, waste of time. But you know that's just the way I, I, I feel. I wouldn't sack him. I don't want him sacked. I just think that I wanna, I wanna see, I wanna see the manager mm-hmm. of the football club say, identify where we're going wrong and try and do something about it. Because I still think, and I know you've touched on it, that he's just doing the same thing over and over again. He swaps players about, and and he'll go out like, I'll, like Walcott, I'll put Luckman in. He he he, he does mm-hmm. like, but. It's almost like it's the formula at the moment that's not right, and and the problems within the football club. It's not. It's not. It's not the. Pe- We've got some good players. I don't think we should be top four. I don't think we should be top yeah. six. I don't think we should be involved in a relegation battle either because the players there are better than that. Mm. I just don't think this formula that he wants them, the, the things that he wants them to do, that it's not quite right for them. It's he, he needs more time to bring more players in, like he's both mentioned. But at the moment, the transfer window shut. Mm-hmm. 
we've lost 10 of the last 16. Mm-hmm. So, manager, gaffer, what are you going to do about it? Well, Connor, you know what I mean? There's so many permutations, Connor, of what we've said. Should we go 4-4-2? Does he need to pack the, mid- <laughs> pack the midfield? You know, surely as a as a manager, when things aren't going right, these things are, are crossing his mind. He can't just think, he can't be that stubborn. I just think, like Mark said, he's got to stick, See, I don't know, stick with his beliefs cause, just cause, for the cause, time being. Because I think modern, the modern day football manager is a bit stubborn mm-hmm. and a bit like that. I mean, we saw it with Roberto Martinez. In that no matter how bad we were defensively, we still just the same things over and over again. If me, you know, for two years almost, you know, you saw yesterday with, with Sarri at Chelsea. Chelsea too, I mean, you know, United yeah, as well, you know, you? You, you look yesterday and you no, know, everyone was saying before the game, Sarri can't play the formation he's been playing mm-hmm. because he's going to play right into City's hands because mm-hmm. it allowed them to overload the final thirds with midfielders and he's they'll so get in time and time again he plays the best old midfield player in the world yeah. out of position and, yeah. that's how stubborn and, and yesterday yeah. it was like time and time again City got the ball and you saw it they scored six goals they just kept opening them up and people were saying well everyone knew this was going to happen because mm-hmm. the formation play right this formation plays right but he didn't once think well I'll change it and you know he just made like for likes like you said there but what Silver does he just made like for like substitutions and hope that a personnel, a change in personnel. Aside from Liverpool and City, there's no other sides in the Premier League who can who can play the same. We can make out whether they go to the Etihad or whether they go to, you know, Cardiff. It, sometimes you have to look at who you're playing, don't you, and 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 mm. and adapt to to the circumstances. Um, and I, you know, you need a blueprint and you need some sort of philosophy, but he needs to be a bit more flexible with it for me. You but can't. I, but I think if if clubs. And I'll talk about Everton, Arsenal and Chelsea, you know. If clubs are going to go for a manager, right, and it's completely different to what they've just been used to for the last season, they have to say, right, okay, this season's a bit of a sort of write-off. I said that to you at the start of the season, if you remember. So, Sarri's coming into Chelsea. He's took over a squad that's just won the league and the FA Cup in the last two seasons. So, the winners, they've won trophies, but they've been playing a sort of negative style on the Conte, sitting deep, quite compact and stuff like that. Sarri wants to go and play an expressive style of football like he accomplished at Napoli. That's going to take time to adapt from that. So, he's saying, right, this is the way I play and we're going to have to get used to it. And with time, with my own players, players can come in and just slot in and stuff like that. We might have to take a few hits now. Chelsea fans aren't giving them that time. They all, I've seen it on thing. They all want him out, don't they? And like you just said yesterday, you, you should adapt to go to Alexis City and stuff like that, but they're not. So they're getting on his back. And with Hazard and Willian and Higuain and Pedro, and he's struggling. He said the other week, I can't motivate them. Emery has took over Arsenal. He's got two outstanding strikers in Lacazette and Aubameyang. Take them away. I think Arsenal will be down ninth or tenth with us. Silver's took over and has got Tosin on the front, right? And I agree that you should be trying different things and there's there's different permutations and stuff like that. But you're only as good, I think, sometimes as as as, as your forward players. They, they they'll bail you out if even if you're a poor side. We haven't got that, and so well, therefore we find ourselves ninth. Each club has to give that that manager time. They have to. They have to give Emery, Sarri, and Silver time. Otherwise, why did you appoint them last summer? Well, that's what I. That's why? what I said. Sorry, gonna you can go you can go next. Yeah. Just we might as well just stuck with Allardyce then. If yeah, we were just gonna yeah. just carry on playing, yeah. said now said to you, like, we're yeah, yeah. trying to we are trying to change a philosophy, and I'm absolutely devastated. I was fuming with Silver when we got knocked out the League Cup. Yeah. I was absolutely yeah, fuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Millwall game I was just just ge- genuinely gutted like I had, a, I had a couple of pints anyway so I was bladded and uh, <laughs> you know, well exactly do you know what I mean I was on the beach um, <laughs> so the opportunity the opportunities that we had so to win a trophy um, have completely gone because we're not going to win the league no. we're not going to get Champions League um, and obviously now we're, we're in danger of getting dragged into a, a relegation battle but yeah. I think I said it I said it the other week what, what was me saying me cliched saying um, short term Paying for long term mm, gain yeah, or something yeah. like that. Now, again, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've got I've got a crystal crystal ball. If a new silver wasn't the one, I'd say to you now, he's got to go because he's just going to run our just team into time. the ground. I just think, like now, kind of just what Mark was talking about philosophy and stuff like that. We've got seventeen days without a game. He's give the players time off, hasn't he? Is this not the perfect time? I'm not saying he has to do with the full 17, but we're un- he's unsure about what he's going to do, isn't he, in terms of whether mm. he goes on a training camp. Is this not the perfect time to have a, a mini pre-season and try and, like you said, be a good man manager, get your players away, you know, 
see see what they're about and coach them into yeah definitely I mean way. I think it's 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 kind of like a, a, a rock and a hard place this isn't it because it's 17 days where you think about the three defeats what have been but it's also 17 days where we could revitalise our season in that we could we can go away you know get a bit of cohesion bit of togetherness together you know all buying to rolling our sleeves up and having a go and getting ourselves out the mess um, I hope it's the, the latter of the two that, that we that we're going into it and not, they're not sat there like we all are depressed thinking about what's been going on because we'll get beaten the next two games if, the, if we go in there with mm. negative, a negative approach against Cardiff and Liverpool we'll get steamrolled by both of them um, so yeah I, I do hope that he does use these 17 days to get away and, and, and sort of you know bring bring everyone back together and get everyone backing on the same issue because like we said before before the Liverpool game you know, things were looking really mm-hmm. good. You know, we were playing you know, the, the Brighton game at home, for instance. You know, mm-hmm. We played some great football that day and probably should have won by more. So, <laughs> it's just where it's gone wrong, isn't it? Because, it, it, you know, we talk about the pick for goal and, you know, it's the running joke, isn't it? You know, that, that pick for, sorry, the Origi goal, the pick for mistakes, you know, destroyed Everton's season and stuff. But it can't just be that one goal now because it's nearly two months on. So, we still can't be hung over from that goal because we've played an awful lot of football in that time and had numerous chances to sort of erase that that memory and thought from from our minds. We haven't. Um so I think now is the perfect time to try and erase that 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 memory and thought and and, and go again almost, you know. I think some of some of our players do look a bit tired. I mean, I don't think Andre Gomez has completed ninety minutes about Three weeks, has he? he? He keeps getting to about 60, 70 minutes and getting brought off. Hasn't been the same since the derby for me. No. That was his last good performance. Um, a couple of others look tired, you know, look a little bit sort of ran into the ground. But so the hope is that they can kind of get a little bit re energised and go again. And, you know, look, we need to. <laughs> there's, there's no, mm. it's easy to sit and go, well, that's what we do. It's, it's not hope, it's, it's more we need to because if we don't, like we've all said, we could in a couple of weeks be nervous looking over our shoulder, mm-hmm. working out games who've looking at who the bottom four teams in terms of from 18th onwards, because I think Cullen will just feel a dead and buried. Working out who they're playing and going on a weekly, a game by game basis, which let's be honest, no one wants to be going into the end of the, the, mid, the middle of March, April in that situation because, you know. If we if if we think we're panicking now and we're concerned, you know, God knows what we'd be like by then. Graham, if if, if Silver wasn't then to you know go on the training camp and get the the squad away and try and revitalise them, and he just stays at Finch Farm, which you know there's nothing wrong in doing that. Would you would you see that as a negative? Then do you want to see him? Obviously, coaching the players, but I just feel this is. I said we we need to we need to regroup in the summer and get. Silver involved on a pre-season with these players this now is a mini pre-season for me and it, it, if he yeah. doesn't do that then I just feel like it's a wasted opportunity no I agree with you I think it's, uh, giving them time off I know there'll be different opinions I don't think that's a sensible thing to do you know if they, if, if they need to recuperate and recover then they can do that he doesn't have to run them into the ground he doesn't have to get them running up sandhills sand you know what I mean mm. but it's a great time to get them all together to do some some you know some bonding you know clear the air with each other if they you know if there's you know Certain things aren't right, and 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 train and coach and, and and get something together. I don't know whether you know the the multi multi millionaires, every single one of them. You know, it doesn't. They don't have to go to Marbella to do it. Um, if that's what they want to do, then then fair enough. You know, if the club want to do that, then fine. But if it's a Finch Farm or if it's in in Dubai, it doesn't bother me really. Mm. To be honest, as long as Silver's got them working on something, and and he recognises how how worrying the situation is. Do you know what I mean? Like. It, you were about managers cancelling Christmas parties and all that sort of thing, but he he needs to, he needs to do something. He needs to he needs to get something out of this this team. Otherwise, like Connor said, we're, we're going to be in trouble. And uh, and I agree with you that now's the perfect time to do it. Doesn't matter where for me, just just do it. He needs to show that he's not a, he's not a totally oblivious and totally sort of you know stubborn minded in that. Oh, it's just something that we're going through. We'll pass through it, you mm. know. Sort of like just sort of that's almost, the attitude that will um, get you um, in trouble. Um, it? Almost pass it off as if like, oh, it's just a little blip. It'll get better soon, you know. It always does. Yeah. He needs to show that. No, he is alarmed by it, and that we're, we're working on things mm. now to rectify it to get to stop. Because it's no good in four weeks going over. Oh, you know, probably the alarm signs were there four weeks ago, but we just didn't act. Yeah. You need to act now and, and work on things now, and because the earlier you start, the better chance we've got. Of finishing as high as we can because that's, that's like you say if we could put a run together we could finish 
top six, uh, top eight, you know, top seven. So that that's what you need to look at. And the flip side of mm. of things is there's every chance that we could we did put it on together and get ourselves back on back back going that we could finish, you know, seventh or eighth. Based on that, then Mark, with the the two games coming up, obviously Cardiff coming up there in a couple of weeks, Andy Cardiff and then Liverpool. If he was to lose those two games, will the club give him? But is he in trouble? As in, do you think the club would see that as a, you know, a team who were fighting relegation and then it's our closest rivals? Depends on man of the defeats. I think if we get, you know, the, the, the lads have just made points about that, and it's hard to disagree with. I mean, another option is actually sending them away to forget about football for five or six days refresh their heads and come back and then work on it whichever way he does it he's got to try and find some sort of reaction hasn't he kind of, uh, that's what he's done isn't it at the minute yeah and, and I don't disagree with that to be honest I think because they've had that much football since the derby it's, it almost seems like it's midweek weekend midweek weekend and there's not really been any time with the Christmas fixtures and then with the City's game being involved for we've just we've just had game after game after game and now there is a gap where he does have to utilise it properly, doesn't he? I don't know what that answer is, but he has to do the right thing. Um, I do think that some of the players' heads are muddled. I think the likes of Luca Dean, who clearly is a fantastic left-back, has struggled lately, and maybe he just needs a bit of time away. I read that he went to France or something. And maybe yeah, just yeah. Cleared it. So that's fine. I don't mind all that come back. And then, but they have to have a game plan then for Cardiff and Liverpool. And if there's one home fixture that could buy him some time and, and, and get the fans back on side a little bit he's got the perfect home fixture coming up on he and put a put a dent in their title bit all everything that will come up with a with a home win against Liverpool um, so the answer to your question is I think if they lose two, them two games badly as you think the writing's on the wall yeah I think as well in terms of Michery and you yeah. know he's come out as he kind of vote of confidence, mm-hmm. but he did that with Cumin month later. He was gone two weeks. It wasn't two even, weeks, not was even it? a month. Yeah, which caught my eye to be honest. It's, it's, it's graver. It's a lot graver than we'd have hoped at course. the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we are still ninth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll finish fourth, don't we? Yeah. No, no. I'm not saying we're, you know. I'm, I'm not saying ninth is good enough. No. I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all. I just think. Again, we can get dragged into this, can't we, with results over the next two games, especially with Cardiff, because... Like, like, See, I've said before, it's the home games that are worrying me. I can't see us picking points up at home, and that's that's yeah. very it weird. It seems a long time, doesn't it, so we mm-hmm. play Burnley on that mm-hmm. penultimate weekend yeah. of the season. Oh, but you can't really wait just for that, no, just no, to pick that, a, a three points no, up, can it you? Looks, it, that's a million miles away mm. right now. And, 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 and they picked up a little and bit, and to be honest. Well, you know, you, you can't be looking, we can't be looking, I think, oh, well, if we need one win... At least we know we've got Burnley at home no, since no. last game. Even like Palace away, think. Newcastle away, they're not. They don't well, feel but the games confidence. that, if we lose them, we, we will get dragged down because they're teams below us. They'll gain points on us. I, I think what you said there about the, the next two games, I think they're massive. I think if he... I remember doing the post-match after we got beat by, by Millwall yeah. and saying that Silver had to work hard and turn it round to stop a small minority of fans who wanted them out then because there was fans after the Millwall game saying enough's enough here like you can see where it's going just cut it short now saying he's got to work hard to stop a small minority turn into a minority to a majority because once you get on that road of the fan base picking up in terms of wanting them out we've seen it before that it's it's tough to, it's tough to stop and mm. most nine times out of ten it ends in the manager getting sacked I remember saying then he needs to, to work and, 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 and turn it round then since then, if anything, it's gone probably worse and, and mm. more backwards. So I think the next two games are massive because I think if he, we get beat to Cardiff and then we back it up with a, you know, a bit of a drubbing in the derby at home in front of our own fans, the ranking could be on the wall and he could be he could be gone before we know it. I think there's been links in the press, hasn't there? I don't know if you've seen them, but Marcel Bielsa has been mentioned, hasn't he? And that's never a good sign either. I'm not saying he's going to come in, but when 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 someone else starts getting linked with your job while you're in the job. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it I, I suppose well the, the the question would be, and it's probably a, a, a you know a right question to ask. But there probably will be people saying, "Well, what's Marcel Brands doing right now? Is he sat there thinking, you know, Silver's safe, nothing's going to happen, mm. or is he sat there with a list of aims or looking on a database and looking at potential candidates who could come in if they, they, they do park up with Silver? Because you know, you do hope that them types of people in them jobs plan for the future and what could happen. So. If he sat there, maybe looking at potential managers and potential candidates to come in, you know, it's it's a tough one because obviously you don't want you don't want to seem like we're putting pressure on him to go straight away. But 
it's it's almost like a double-edged sword at the minute. You can't just be totally oblivious to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got, to, you've got a plan for the future because you don't know what's around, around the corner. I know he's come out, Machiri and stuff, but do you think he's kind of... Because he's, 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 he's get brands off football and masters, hasn't he? So you think he'll wash his hands with this decision and it'll be down to brands? No, it's Machiri's decision, this. Do you think? 100%. I think if he wants a manager out, he'll be gone. I think as well he's, he's got to come out and back him hasn't he yeah, because I, I, because otherwise yeah. it, people would moan and say well the silence is deafening in that you know Machete it would be if it wasn't for Jim yeah. White wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> Jim White doesn't up some of the table with his microphone it, I think he's got he has to come out didn't he and back him because if he didn't people would have then been saying oh there's something going on here because you know he, he's quite outspoken mm. at the best of times isn't he you know we've all seen some of the stuff that he's come out with over the years so he's, he's not Shine saying what he thinks. If he hadn't come out and said what he thinks, people would have then been saying, "Oh, he's going, he's going here because he's not even got the backing of Machiri." Machiri said nothing, which sometimes saying nothing is just as as bad mm-hmm. as saying too much. And I think he had to come out and back him, but like you said earlier, it means nothing because he's on that with Cumin. And you know, a couple of games later, after a couple of more bad results, Cumin was shown the door. The view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. That's why you've got an important link in this new structure now with Brands, mm-hmm. who will know what's going on on the training pitch because he's at Fidge Farm every day, but we'll also be at every board meeting, so we'll know what's going on there and the feedback will be going from there. So a lot of it will be around the feelings of the players, what he's seen on the training pitch, what's Marco Silva's backroom stuff like. Is that massively important? Mm-hmm. What I've heard is that the likes of... Pickford say doesn't get on with the goalkeeping coach and stuff like that now they're all little fundamental things that have to be right for your players to be performing well and if they're not then that's going to be fed back now to the board there's no way that can be hid and so that's why I think the structure now will need time to bed in um, will Silver get that t- I I genuinely sit here hoping as a blue he, he can he can turn it around not just because of this season but because of the future um, and start building a, a, a squad that he trusts and, and develops because I, I genuinely don't think he would have bought most of these players that he was left with uh, from previous regimes you know what I mean so it's a difficult one yeah he should be doing better but also you know I think he's being dealt a bit of a rough I, I think the, bit, the big thing as well isn't you know if, if the club were to get rid of him, where do we honestly go? You know, what well, I know, I know. Probably this is more. probably something for a future podcast. Yeah. And I, I apologise for <laughs> no, no, stealing, right. stealing the thunder a little bit, but yeah. you know, where do we honestly go? I don't know. Because if he was a manager <laughs> of, a, of a club, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's the thing though, isn't it? It's the, with them names, you get It'd mentioned be because it, because if as a manager of, an, of a, another maybe you know another club who were doing well or you yeah, know yeah. a European club who quite aren't on the stature of, a, of one of the giants but mm-hmm. you know regularly competing the Champions League if you got linked with the Everton job or got offered the Everton job you'd probably be inclined to turn it down because you'd be looking thinking well, no, one, do well no, no one really lasts there them. like yeah. if, if I go there and it goes wrong in six months mm-hmm. or I have a bad eight weeks I'll be out the door whereas mm-hmm. you know yeah I'm, I'm safe for life you know or, you know, what I've got to do every year guys in the Champions League yeah, which yeah. I, I achieve so it's 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 quite worrying and quite daunting to see where we go with the Zupar company with mm-hmm. Silver. I'm not saying that they will. I, you know, I, I'm I agree with Mark. Yeah. I hope that we do stick we, we do stick with him because I think there'd be nothing more than going into turmoil and getting rid of him. I, I but, don't think we get anyone better than like Eddie or even like what I'm saying is I don't think a calibre of manager yeah, don't no, think getting better than that. That's what that's 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 what the worrying thing is. Is you know is it are we almost now sort of is the Everton job just a job that no one's ever going to want? Because people are going to look at it thinking, well, like all day, mm-hmm. you know, the board of where they spoken about, they're not going to spend big money anymore. You know, brands openly said to need the AGM, but it'll be a one out, one in policy now. Money, we man. need to get value for money. We've wasted too much money. You know, we can't carry on giving the big wages and the big contracts out, which we've gave because it's really come back mm-hmm. to haunt us. So it's not even as if like, oh, well, I know if I go in there in the summer, I'm going to get mm-hmm. a £350 million checkbook to spend. No, that's probably going to happen so mm. it's almost as if like it becomes the impossible job and people in football will be saying oh it's the impossible job Dad, I'm, I'm not going there and mm. all of a sudden you're not you're not in a position to enhance a top name into the, the, the job because I mean you know you, you see some of the names mentioned like Conte and people like that we haven't got a hope in hell in my opinion so be, anyone be, who thinks be, because A we won't bow down to his demands just his own personal demands what he wants in terms of his own contracts you know his own how much he's going to get to spend 
but I don't think we can learn how many coaching staff you bring in because we seem to be we, we learned our lesson the harsh way under Kuma when he was allowed to bring in mm. a whole host of coaching staff who, who, who had to get paid off mm. so it's just where you go and what you do the likes of Conte we are digressing but the likes of Conte or Mourinho or anyone like that, they're not a fit for Everton Football Club right now anyway they're like ready made clubs with ready made players to go in and challenge for titles they, they've never been known for grabbing a team by from mid-table mediocrity and building them and coaching them and growing as a club. Mm. It, and even if they did come in, disaster, the, the first chance they get to go to a club where they get £250 million, they'd be going in a, in a, in a snapshot and we'd be back yeah. at round one, we'd be back, you know, back at square one. It's a difficult position, but I think I think the only answer is, at the moment, is bite our lips, unless it gets worse, like we said before, with two disastrous defeats against Cardiff and Liverpool, it, it could be untenable. Um but if we can get a result from somewhere and just just plod us on till till the summer, um, and then all eyes are on that transfer market, then to see what we what we can do and what that lineup would be come the first game of next season in August, then you know how many players would you think out of this current squad would be in that starting eleven next next August? Because you'd count them on one hand, telling you now. If you had your own I, way, I don't think the starting <laughs> eleven no, is the way, isn't it? It's own and, way, and yeah. he's not. It's like we're saying, like as as as, as much as we're going to put our trust in brands, and as much as we want them to go and scout Europe and the rest of the world and bring these like up and coming youngsters in on, you know, for for not a lot of money. Realistically, if we find two of them, I'd be ecstatic. We ain't going to find ten of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We that that starting eleven for me is not a bad start. It's better than. It's better than all of the starting 11s in the Premier League than except for the top six, for me. Our, our core of 11 players. Michael Keane's not a bad centre-half. He's gotten, he's played for England. He's not that bad. And the other two, Silver brought in, Mina and Zuma. So Keane will be there, Zuma will be there, Mina will be there. A world-class player. Well, if you're getting caps in, in front of the, you know some of the players that are playing for England, you're doing something right, aren't you? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but, you know... I never Lee, said he's world class. I just Tiger's said international. We can't. Yeah. Lee Tai played for China. No, I know, I know. So, 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 if Zuma goes back to Chelsea, Michael Keane's not good enough. It, no, I don't, I'll but be honest. But we're gonna, you're right. Michael Keane's. We're going to be you're left right. with no one. But you're right. They're not exactly, and that's the problem. Isn't but he it? is. Michael Keane's not good enough to get us to top If Zuma isn't good enough, why is why Silver signed him? If if Mina's not good enough, why Silver signed him? I don't. I'm not saying Zuma's not good enough. I'm saying Michael Keane probably isn't good enough. But what what the majority of Blues are saying at the minute is if if Silver didn't sign him, he's crap and he needs to go. I don't think we're saying that. I think Mina's football club will cease to exist. We have five players. Yeah, I don't. Value the thing of they're all silver signs though, because I think brands had a lot to do with some recruitment, and I think brands led a lot of the recruitment drive. PSG's just signed a sign gay. He's he's a be, good player. Be, Bernard's Brazilian international. I don't know because he's, I think it was an interview we done with the Echo where he's actually been spoke to the club last year, didn't he, about coming in or something along them lines, mm. and he, he said that. Oh, my, my, my final tip though to Mashiri before I left was they should look at Andre Gomez. I, I gave them like I gave them like a nod. Mm-hmm. So that tells me a little bit that if anything, it was Brands who was the major one behind the recruitment. I think Silver just identified positions in which he wanted to strengthen, and Brands come back with. Do you think that always targets? Do you think that always? I think that's the modern day. I think that's the way the modern day football works. That's the way so, we it? want to but go. But think it'll work though. That's why Marco Silver's known as a coach now, not a manager. Mm-hmm. He's a head coach because. Brand is going to be the recruit. Silver's obviously going to have a little say, but his job's going to be to coach them and to, and to, and to develop them and to not only make them into better players and into a better team, but actually to make them a more financially viable option in the future. For so so if he's, if he's the coach then, why can't he coach someone who's already played for England to be a better centre-half? I don't, I just, I or don't, just write them off and sell them? See, right, I just don't think he's good enough. I mean, everyone's going to have their views on him, but... I think with the four signs that's that um, were made permanently, I think the jury's still out on Mina. I haven't seen enough of him mm. really. Maybe he needs a full pre-season to to to, to fully adapt. Um, Bernard has shown a lot of sort of skill and stuff, but there's no end product at the moment. Um, Richarlison, you could argue uh, Richarlison and Luca Dean. You could argue the two success stories, albeit they've not been on form lately but and no one's been on form have they no and then the two loan signings Andre Gomez was excellent up until the derby uh, and has shown I think he's shown two sides if you remember the conversation we had 
he had the Valencia side, didn't he, where he was outstanding, and the Barcelona side, they've said, yeah, go and have him. Mm. And we've seen both. Um, so it, it, I don't know what the jury's out on him. Would we sign him? I don't know. And Zuma, I think he's very erratic at times. Is he struggling because he's in a struggling side? I don't know. It's, so what are we so saying? that unless, unless Marco Silva gets the best 11 players in the world ever and are never going to be any good. Then no, like, I don't not. think it's not going to work like that. I just think you're doing a disservice to the teams around us as well and the players that, the likes of, just an example, Matinho, who's playing for, for Wolves. You know, he's a very, very good player. He's probably better than, he's probably better than Sigurdsson, if I'm being honest. I'd, I'd well, say well, that he is better. I think Leicester are better than us. You don't have to look at Leicester and Bournemouth and that. Jamie Vardy and Callum Wilson yeah. are best than anything we've yeah, got yeah, as yeah, an option. Yeah, I agree. We, we do better. need a centre forward. But, much better. But I don't even know who Bournemouth's left back is. We've got a French international who played mm-hmm. for Barcelona. Like, we, you know. And he's been an excellent Brazilian internationals. But I think the big problem with. Our goalkeeper plays England's number one. I think. Arthur Boric plays for Bournemouth, 40 year old. Has been who you know. I, I know what you're saying, but I think, and it goes back to what Mark said earlier about you know, you're only as good as your forwards effectively in football. So, yeah. why didn't he buy one in the summer then? No, that's a good question. Well, I think that, that, that's the big <laughs> that question. question. And I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't think the club has recovered since the Giroud fell transfer saga in terms of forwards, to be honest. Because you look at the, you look at it, 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 I didn't even want him, no, to no, be honest. No, but, but it seems as though that, <laughs> it seems as though that at the time the club went all in for Giroud in terms of. The, the match what he wanted salary wise his expectations the price that Arsenal wanted you know it was just his misses and they were led to believe the Adam they went you know I think they, they done it was a two week worth of negotiations and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then the 11th hour his, his misses apparently pulled out and said I don't want to go and live in Liverpool I want to stay in London the, the, the fact I mean I know he's a World Cup winner he's a, he's a very good player don't get me wrong but you know the fact that we, he was our number one Target was a worry for me. The mm. fact that he was, he's, get, he's getting on anyway. I think it was, more, value I think it was well. more what they'd negotiated in terms of the price. This kind of all fitted the bill for them in some respects more than he. I think they'd, be, they'd look to other alternatives, no doubt, but they'd either been quoted too high of a fee yeah. or I think in terms of the, the sort of what they had identified, looked, looked at, he fitted the bill in terms of Premier League experience, score goals, they could meet his salary expectations, they'd agree to fee with Arsenal, you know. He's a French international. Everything looked, you know, everything t- ticked every box. And then obviously the last minute, his missus turns around, well, I don't want to go live in Liverpool, I want to stay in London. And obviously changed his mind. And I don't think we've honestly ever recovered since then. No. I don't even, we lack mobility in the, in the last days, don't we? I think that's yeah. more evidence. So I, I agree with you. I, I, but I get, I get what Graeme's trying to say. As in, say we've got four players who we consider mm-hmm. top players now, and then the rest, we're not going to bring in... Um, it's not going to How many players do the math? Six. Seven players. Seven. seven. Well, if you count Pippard, so, he's not going Okay, to so we're not going to bring in the summit seven no, world class players, are we? So, this is what I was saying to you. There's only two ways of Everton going to be successful. There's one is a proper billionaire. Now, I know Mercedes is a billionaire, but he hasn't plowed Man City Chelsea money in like, like they did. The other is Spurs. The blueprints have said it time and they time again. Problem. Now, they yeah, haven't but, even won a trophy, have but, they? But Pochettino, but still... Pochettino was coat. Deli Ali, when they signed mm-hmm. Deli Ali, he wasn't an England international and he wasn't a top four player. No, no, but that's Pochettino's like three, coached four years after those players. Pochettino but, coming but, in. But, but what? I'm not. Tom Davis has regressed for me. He's, he's shipped Mason Holgate out on loan. Calvert Lewin, he's done all right, but he's not set the world alight. I'm not. I don't see. I don't see him coaching these players to become better players. Tom Davis we're made the past at least three games has been me. better because he's been playing in a more advanced role. He's not. He's not a guy where he can sit. He's not, is he? Really? I think Tom Davis. No, he's not the answer. I don't think he is. But he's definitely been. He's definitely been better than than what he has been. People saying he's not a Premier League footballer. I think Tom Davis is actually quite a, a tidy Premier League footballer. To be honest, I'm not. Obviously, we're just focusing on him. I just think the the Tottenham blueprint has got is is at the minute what we've got to follow because we've come out in the AGM and said money's not but the same as is we're that, not spending that's, that's, that's what the, we used that's to the quest, that's the big the big the million dollar question is it is Silver good enough to coach those players to become better players well, to get and, and only time will tell exactly. that but, but, but look, looking objectively at it at the moment the way things are going the answer would probably be no wouldn't it based on 10 defeats in 16 games yeah I agree it's just where, like we've just discussed about 10 minutes ago where do we go if he no, goes no, I know I, you're not saying sack him you're not I'm not, I'm not trying to put then, words in your mouth that's, what, that's Marcel Brand's job isn't it if we, if we trust him to bring like five unheard of world class players in in the summer can we not trust him to find a, a manager 
if if that if the worst comes to worst, well, I, th- I, I think if Silver does go and and they do put call time. It will be Brands' decision now no. because it can't be Machetti's anymore. Because the manager, it, you mean? Yeah, because yeah, he keeps getting it wrong. This wasn't mean yeah. Machetti. It ends up going yeah. down the Dutch yeah. route, I bet you. It'd be like Philip Cocu or, yeah. or Van we'll, Bommel or something. But it will be his decision now because. Well, that could it, be a nightmare in itself. It will be a nightmare in because, itself. Because Machetti will be on his TFL manager then. Stress yeah. now's already thinking about it. You look at us now, though, honest to God. I honestly think if you picked up Jamie Vardy or Albamiang or whoever else is around them, sort of fifth to. 12 positions even Callum Wilson I think we'd be comfortably 7th I really do mm. but that, we're not a good side but we, 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 we he's have someone who could have a strike who score I mean the, 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 the biggest example of that this season is actually the home game against Leicester it was a tight 0-0 drab mm. affair but a through ball pace bang 1-0 that, that won them the game now there's numerous examples where we've lost or drew games tight games this season where we've We've, we've missed chances. I mean, even Saturday in Watford. Well, we, we had to say. Yeah, yeah. didn't know, but we Watford are almost in Newcastle are on. Yeah, yeah, you know. these, these games are just on a knife edge. And with a quality striker, I think we'd have easily been set I, I think that's, that. I think I've felt as well that what kept Roberto Martinez in the job for so long was Lukaku and and what kept Koeman steady for his first season was Lukaku again again. because he always knew that against the Leicester especially the Leicester teams at home that you give him a chance he'll score a goal and and in them games you get one then you get two or you get an asterisk and before you knew it you think we won 4-0 there or we won 3-0 and you know, everyone come away going, that was really good, that. So, I guess your building block this summer has to be 100% the priority, it has to be a striker. Yeah. No, it has to be two, doesn't it? Yeah, well, indirectly then, are you not conceding one, that our, our team's not that bad, we just miss a centre-forward? Because if that was what you were saying, I'd agree with you, definitely. Mm-hmm. We do, we definitely lack a centre-forward, but then indirectly you're conceding that the other 10 players, although they're not well-beaters, I agree with you, they're not bad players and they're capable of, they're of, capable of, of beating these also runs. I, I know I say that and you you know they're not bad sides but we're, we're, the, we're better think, than them for me Mark said it before whether we finish 7th 8th 9th 10th 11th 12th within the I know you know bottom half's not great but it's still mid-table it's still roughly around the same spot now 7th like we always get this like thing in our head best of the rest which is great even if we finished 7th it's still not it's still not, not good, good enough, enough is it well. Still it's not. not good enough, but it's it's a platform to spring off. It's somewhere. It's some. It's something that'll like you know. It is prospective signings in the summer might say you know the, the the best of the rest. If I if I sign and a couple of other players come in, mm. the gaffer knows what he's doing. You know they could possibly push for the top six place, and European you, place. Right. If you finish fourteenth, what are those players thinking? You are right. Well, I'll come, but, but you, I want two hundred grand a week, regardless you know I mean? of the the run that the run that we're in. We're ninth. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? What, what, all I can it's, say it's is all let's, let's though, see what it? happens no, in the no, next few weeks because I. We, we ain't going to finish ninth. I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb now and I'll say... Wolves on paper aren't a great side, but the, the, that Nuno's just bought them through. And he's and got a formula, hasn't he's he? Just and got, it yeah, works, he's just got yeah. balance, but again, he's had... To, but I you think, see this all the time. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, but you time, see relegated teams that, yeah, come definitely. up from the Championship who have a great, great first season. Mm-hmm. And then when the second season rolls around, it, it see, does I, it I, I, don't, I don't think that'll... I don't think that'll start it, with it them. It shouldn't no. happen with Wolves because they, they look like they've got a little bit. They've got a little bit something else, like yeah. something different. I don't know. You know, I think that like Doherty, Connor Coates, yeah. they're going to get found out eventually. Like, there's 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 players, players. Players, but but I, think, can... I think over time they'll get replaced, right? And I think because I think they, they got the like you say they got the financial clout mm. to go out and recruit and potentially they've got they've got a lot of money. They've got George Mendes having basically playing the sport and director role. Just well, not not officially, but he seems to be watching all their games and is involved in the transfers. So you imagine that. You know, now they've established themselves as a Premier League club next year, they'll be looking mm-hmm. to build again and go again. And I, I think, just going back to our striker point of view, I think what it does, if we, if we did have, say if we had Lukaku now in that season where he scored 25, it would it would make the likes of Bernard and Sigurdsson, I think, more effective because they'd have... They'd look different players. And it takes yeah. the pressure off them, doesn't I'd, it? I'd write Walcott off. I just think he's he's, he's gone. He's 29-30 and he's, he's just got no brain at all. But your Bernards and Sigurdsons might have a sort of second wind and say, actually, I can link with this guy and do one-twos. I know where he's going to run. We just haven't got that at the moment. So, so that could make one or two of them. Um, the, the, the form pick up Richarlison, etc. Um, but at the same time, I still think there's a lot of write-offs there. Yeah, I do. And... It's not going to be easy. Is I, it? I do it's think there are right off the Deadwood there outside of yeah. the, that core 12 or 13 players. I just think we can't keep saying 
well, everyone, everyone at Everton's rubbish. We can't. It, it's not. It's it's not realistic. It's not feasible. We can't bring in twenty-two new players. We just can't do it. It's no, but not the, gonna no, happen. no. So that's why the blueprints of Tottenham it's going to take time, isn't it? Like you know, we might get two really good players in the summer. Two really good players. But in the meantime, mate, we might we might get dragged into a relegation battle. Well, no, now yeah. obviously, but if we get if we get through this summer and we can regroup, I don't, like I said, I'm not, I don't expect us to bring ten world class players in. We might bring one world class player in, or we might bring one who's got the potential to to be world class, yeah. and then you, then it's up to Silver then to, to yeah. coach and build, and then. You, you, you do that season hopefully maybe when it's over and you, you do it again the next season I think that's summer. where the next the next couple like, couple of weeks are going to be massive though isn't it because it's almost a little bit on silver now because if he's got the man management it to is say, now on silver to, to turn it, it around I, I, I don't I, think I, how many players has he improved at the club how many players have come on where you go oh you know he looks He look, I don't think you can point the finger at any of them you're all telling me Michael Keane's not good enough but we, I'm, we we paid a lot of money from Burnley. Do you know what I, I mean? Know, but when you, we pay a lot of money, that's that's down to us, isn't it? We we were kind of duped in, not duped, but, it, but that's it, it is and it isn't. Like you don't pay invariably. The more you pay for someone, it's because they've done well, they're playing well, and they're, they're to, good players to an extent. But Burnley knew we had money. Swansea knew we had money to burn, and we've. Wasted it just now. He swore then. So, so then again, we're saying that every <laughs> player we've signed is not very good. We were just held to ransom. No, I don't think the, they are Mashiri very good. didn't bring the, silver the good, in the good players at the start of the season and say, Marco, I'm not going to lie, all them players there that I've paid 150 million for, they're all rubbish, mate. But I'll give you three transfer windows or three seasons to sort it out. He, he, that definitely did not happen. He's got good enough players there to work with and to do better than what he's doing at Only the moment. Only to get to seven, though. I think yeah, no, that's, that's what point, I'm saying. That's the, if if you're saying Silver's failing, you can say, yeah, he's failing because we should be seventh. And what he said before is actually only five points off seventh. So he's failing by, what, five points at the moment? Yeah, but we're nine points off 18th. So we're closer to seventh then. But, see, so see, like, three points and, and, and we've got really... Africa, but it, I do think that recruitment drive was terrible, I'll be honest with you. They, they, Davy Class and... I mean, Wayne was just because Bill Kenwright wanted the the, the, the theatre around it. Um, well, you, you, it was before that, Ashley Williams and people like that on Cummins' first season yeah. and stuff where we all... Palassi. Palassi, yeah, I do, yeah. I think the recruitment drive was terrible. I just <laughs> think that's a... You, I just you can't we, say we, every every player ever in a board for the last four years is, is rubbish. You, I don't think they are because they're just a guy saying, you know, because we're a lot no, better team with no, him no, no. than. I just think it's been a mismatch, a mix yeah, yeah. mash. Mismatch. I, think that's, I think that's the issue, isn't it? Is that you look at, especially like in Cumin's second season, we sound like three number tens, people who want to play the same position. There was no thought out strategic well, plan. You know, and that's where we've gone wrong. No one sat down and actually says, "Well, well, let's let's stop here a minute." So like, why do you think? Well, we're saying Brands was in charge, but why? Why did well, he Brands was in charge then? though, was he? No, this was pre-season. Steve Walsh this, was in charge. Pre-season. Why has he brought in two left-sided midfield players and no centre forward? What What's the thinking behind that? Do you think at the start of the season he thought, "No, Tosin will do a job. He's good enough," or do you think? Like what was the thinking behind that? If, if things were messed up already, why make it worse by signing two Bernard and Richarlison? It's well, combination and no centre forward. World Cup first season transfer window being bought forward, all that sort of thing. And I remember an interview straight away after it saying Brands was saying that was the most chaotic four weeks I've ever had. He said the players come back in for pre season training in July. Half of them never come back till the end of July and the transfer window finished on August the 9th and he went, that won't happen next season, I assure you. So would you call, would you think, was it, so, would he panic then? I, th- I think, not I'd be disappointed. Well, I, I, think, I think the issue what you're saying there is always that, you got to remember, Richardson was obviously one that Deep Silver wanted to bring mm. in, he, he was obviously, but Bernard was one that come from nowhere, wasn't he? Because he kind of, it was led to believe that he was going to other the uh, the European clubs have stolen a march. So was it an offer too good to turn down? Yeah, I think it, it, I, I think it was more. Is that why you're involved in a mishmash by just bringing players? In well, no, because I, I think I think a little bit at the minute but I think what they're looking at the long haul I think they're thinking if we can get Bernard fit and used to playing in the Premier League he'll become an asset on the left where Richarlison plays or, or, or potentially in the 10 behind right. as a midfielder I, I think they thought Tosin could do a job because he I was bought in Tosin, January yeah. and it's turned out that he hasn't but there's another two examples Walcott and Tosin who aren't good enough to to play in the top six, top six oh, sides. Fifty million pounds spent last summer. We, last January. We, yeah, we? we might as well just spend fifty million pound on a, a on one player in January, or you know, someone like. I mean, I'm not saying it's just an example like Griezmann or something like that. Try to yeah. go, go I'm, for him. I'm obviously the only one who thinks it. I just think you know, the, the, those those players they're not 
they're not bad players. They're not terrible players. I'm not mm. saying, you know, the top six players, top four players, that, but they're not. They, they, he's got he's got a core group of players there that are capable of doing better than they are at the moment. So I'd look to him. He's got players you should, get, you should get more out of, yeah. definitely. But at the same time, it, it, it goes back to what we've been saying all along, doesn't it? Why can't he get more out of them? You know, why does. Andre Gomez all of a sudden now looks tired. Mm. Is he not used to playing? You know, why is Richarlison give up? You know, a, a lot of them things. You know, he probably can't control. He can't control Andre Gomez's body, can he? I think what what is what is alarming is that he doesn't see anyone fit in the the bench, or what he's got in the squad to come in and you know make a difference. I mean, you know, Tom Davis has been brought back in from almost from being frozen out, but you look like like Morgan Schneiderlin. You know, he's not had to look in no matter how bad Andre Gomez has been or when Jessica's been injured, he's still stuck by them because he obviously sees that there's there's nothing in them that they can bang on the door. Your example before of Deli Ali and your example of Tottenham's blueprints is, is spot on. We we have to have a, a a model now where players come in on a competitive wage, i.e., What's competitive in the Premier League now? Whatever it is, it's all the 70 same. 70-odds, probably. Yeah, probably, even, probably even less if we can. You know, we can get them in where you're saying to them, right? Average is 50 grand a week, yeah. is Average, it? Yeah, so yeah. your increments are there based on your performances. If you do improve, we'll, we'll increase it next summer. And your big move might be in the future, etc., etc. And I think all that sort of talk, following on from that, we've then got to find the next Deli Alley, the next Christian Eriksson, where 5 million and 16 million. I mean, what would Tottenham get for each of them now? Do you know what I mean? And that's what we have to, we have to find the next ones of them on competitive salaries where they're all working together as a team because you can't tell me now in our squad at the moment there's one or two people who might be on 50 grand a week playing week in, week out and they're looking at Walcott and Schneider on 120 grand a week going, why, how is he getting that? And he doesn't care and I'm here and I'm playing. It's got to, it has to, it has to sort of affect the, the mindsets of some of the players as well. We have to get a, a proper good wage structure going where it, it incentivizes and motivates the players because right dare now, say Liverpool have that. done that under, uh, under Jürgen Klopp Tottenham's the perfect model Tottenham is the perfect model I know they haven't won nothing yet but how much have Liverpool just spent on a goalkeeper no I mean from <laughs> the start though from from when I just think it is a, it is a, it's a fantastic idea and it's a lovely idea I just think it's it's very well, it's difficult take to years. try and, take years. and, and I think like it, it, it's all it's all ifs and buts it's all hypothetical but look what Pochettino's done to Harry Kane look what he's done to Deli Alli look at Harry Winks you know Kieran Trippier look what he's done with, Kieran Trippier played for Burnley Kieran Trippier wasn't a world beater okay. look, what, look what he's done with them I'm not seeing Marco Silva tangibly improve the players that we've got if anything they're going backwards which is why I'm which is what's worrying me this that that's that's the the big issue for me. Well, only time will tell, and hopefully we'll be able to get through this season relatively unscathed. Staying in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> well, exactly, lads. We haven't got time for the uh, the fan questions, are there? Do you know what I mean? We've been speaking for over an hour here, oh, but God. never mind. This it's been a day. It's been a really good chat. Um, the next podcast that we do for the fa- with the fans will be next week, sometime I think it's Wednesday. Um, Connor, thanks for coming on. Mark, appreciate you coming on, and Graham, thanks, thanks as always. To you out there, thanks for listening and we'll be back next week. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.